0: Be brave enough to fight off despair. If you're a Gundam pilot, a new type, you can do it.
1: Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we are coming to you with Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta, episode 33, Across the Salt Lake. With us this week we have Scotty Pete
0: there's going to be one person that listens to this and thinks that chronologically we should be hitting that weird evolved episode with Amaro and Shin Matsunaga and what's your face. And they're all in their fancy custom Zetas a- after this series. Okay.
2: Chronologically, nope. it might make sense, but uh, in terms of keeping our soul from dying a little bit inside, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Series chronologically, like, the best you can do chronologically, not anal retentive chronologically. Exactly. <laughs> we'll leave that to somebody else. And then I'm sure there'll be lots of arguing back and forth on how accurate it is.
0: Well, probably not. But <laughs> yeah, if we were go- if we were getting really anal retentive and entirely too deep, we would have been doing stuff for Gundam Sentinel already at this point.
1: It- it's funny because uh, I saw... Uh, I think it was a day or two ago, um, on Twitter, obviously the, the, by the time this airs, it'll not have been a day or two ago, but, um, somebody was saying like the, I guess the rights holder and some of the more recent stuff where they were like redoing, the, like fixing some of the timelines and continuities and stuff like that. They're like, uh, yeah, condom Sentinel is not included due to the copyright holders requests. Yeah.
0: That's, I'm going to oversimplify this grossly okay you can go do your own reading <laughs> um, do your own google searching and then go from there if you want to get in that rabbit hole with sentinel but the dude that was the creative force behind it for i guess the fan club or whatnot in the 80s retained a lot of the rights to the story and it has made a mess for sunrise on occasion so
1: I guess I just don't want to pay him any money for it. And he's like, well, if you're not going to pay me, fuck you.
0: I don't know. But <laughs> don't expect that one to ever be animated.
1: Never. Yeah. And they've got some suit, some gun out for it though. So you see it.
0: Yeah. I get the, you can get the MG plan 303 E deep striker. It's freaking huge.
2: I think given how, how much is just not animated in this timeline, I even if they had the rights, I don't think it would be very high on the
0: list. Crossbone, never.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder what the actual next, like, UC show will be that they do.
0: I mean, Unicorn, too. Is that,
1: uh, that's officially announced?
0: No. Hmm. Wait, isn't The Witch from
2: Mars, isn't that, or, wait, I, I don't know if I said the right the subtitle right, but isn't that technically UC? They haven't no. said, they haven't said.
0: I don't think I, just swore I saw something that was UC. You can find things of people saying it's all kinds of things, but it has not fair been ones. announced <laughs> very officially fair. to be anything.
1: Yeah. I think at this point, we only have like a very, very basic, like, uh, trailer showing, like, yeah, like, not uh,
0: Mars. Just want yeah. to correct myself there. Yeah. We right. have well, like to two, two Gumpla. Yeah. Let's move on. This is not evergreen content. All right. Let's go. Episode 33, Across
1: the Salt Lake. Um, so we learned that Haman is heading towards Kilimanjaro. Uh, and Neva is with her right now, but uh, she is going to, or Haman is going to leave the ship and head out on, on her own. Um, this is actually the first part, first time we we get a mention in, uh, in the show canonically of Haman's sister. It kind of addresses her sister and, uh, charge deleted affair very briefly, but, uh, it's so passing even there that I don't really remember what happens to her. Um, but she dies. Uh, but they said she dies and she died in the far reach of space after dedicating herself to the zombie family. So, um,
0: and if I'm remembering the show, doesn't really expand on this at any point. It's just, you get this little nugget, and it makes sense to Haman and Tomino and like no one else.
1: Yeah. Again, I think they, they give it like maybe a page or two and the shards deleted a fair manga, but still not very much that it leaves a long-term impression with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then this next part, and I only wanted to share this because uh, I took a note that this is my own fucked up interpretation of events and not what actually happens, but uh, as soon as you, you get to after this point and she's in this elevator um, well okay so she says that she's thinking to herself that she won't die but will add new blood to the zombie family and revive it as the Neo-Zabi family and then she's pondering so I took that as she's pondering how to impregnate Maneva herself <laughs> and then she sees a vision of Quatro glaring back at her approvingly <laughs> Yeah,
1: so uh what actually happened there was <laughs> um she she states that she is going to re- revive Neo Zeon as the Neo Zabi family. Um and she kind of like she she has this vision of Char and She's basically like, well, you know, Shar is actually the heir of of Daikun's of the Daikun family, but uh he let the will of that movement be usurped by the Zabis. And even Char now does not follow uh, the the Daikun movement, as it as it were, I guess.
2: I think I think he got addicted to the like I'm just I'm t- time to do some killing again, like that kind of thing. And he's just like I'm doing me now, like screw that. <laughs> like like I get it. I think Haman's kind of right there. <laughs> well, I,
1: I mean, Daikun was never about purifying the earth of humanity. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Agree, and I think I don't even think that uh, Shara was ever really like. This is my maybe I'm wrong, but like it was never really about upholding his dad's will. It was just kind of getting revenge for murdering his dad. It was more how I interpreted it. I mean, I, I think that's the
1: the origin, like the origin remake story of his motivations for sure. Like, yes, he wants to get revenge on the zombies, but like. Pre origin, it's very much like may- maybe revenge, but then you go into like just it doesn't make as much sense. He's just like crazy.
0: There's something pretty cool that I saw on the internet last week, which was the outline for the episode plan for Mobile Suit Gundam before it got uh, shortened and canceled early. And most of it was just are recurring uh in, instead of fighting what's his name from Jupiter, they start to then have episodes where they keep like fighting his lieutenants. So we you don't miss a whole lot, but there is some stuff in there that I think seeped its way into the novels. Mm-hmm. Like Cusco Al as Bright's love interest instead, but she gets cut. And then there's stuff where you have some of char working like directly for Gearin by the end but kind of getting over the whole revenge thing it's almost like you see in the novel version where he yeah. sort of gets his revenge and then says he's over and then keeps getting his revenge but yeah it's a neat little outline if you uh look that up it was on the mobile suit gundam subreddit cool which is why i'm being vague about where to find it because you could just go scroll and yeah somewhere
1: control F, boys um, so the Gundam team is heading back to the Arguma, uh and they are finding that the Sahara desert is very hot um, pull wants a shower and-, and and dry
2: yes
0: yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: Yeah, so yeah, that was my point
0: yeah so that yeah That's why definitely- judo doesn't have a shirt on he wants to make sure everyone in the room is soaked yeah
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah, especially Pole. Um, yeah, so Pole wants a shower um, as they close in on the Mediterranean Sea.
0: Is it a sea or an ocean? Mediterranean. That is a sea, yes. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, so they're closing in on the Mediterranean Sea, uh, and then they get to a giant lake named Chot uh, Melrir, M E L H R I R. Uh, it is a lake in northeastern Algeria. It is a real place. it is almost entirely below sea level and contains the lowest point in Algeria so uh, if you if you get a question about uh, Chot Miller and your, uh, your your trivia groups and you get this you need to credit us thank you
0: yeah and. Right, I see you too. Read Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> it's an end, endo. Oh well, look, I my handwriting's so bad, I I would have to go look this up again to pronounce it right. I'm gonna go based on my chicken scratch of endorheic salt lake, meaning nothing flows out of it. It basically just collects in the rainy season and then evaporates eventually every uh, year and geographical note I drew a diagram of Africa in my notes So now that I'm looking at it again Africa just looks like a little pecker but <laughs> uh, so Kilimanjaro it's down
1: it's in southeast Africa
0: Like if you imagine Africa as a pecker it's like at the the center top of the shaft
1: yeah it's in Tanzania right? it's on the east coast near Madagascar
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. where they are it's like on the in like the back of the balls.
1: Yeah, it's uh so Algeria is uh northwest Africa. It is essentially it's not the most northwestern country in the area, but it's if you head west a little bit, you'll get close to like France.
0: Yeah, the the point is they are nowhere near Haman right now. Yeah. They're far away uh now that
1: we've
2: had our our africa geography history
1: lesson again (laughs) i feel like we do this every once in a while
2: if i stood up in my geography class which i got a dn so maybe i should have started just done this if i had stood up my geography class in school and i was like now take africa imagine (laughs) it's a penis now now are you picturing it okay good okay good now good right in the middle there of the shaft (laughs) come on man
0: I, I mean, didn't get it I didn't even get into Madagascar.
2: <laughs> uh that's
1: the perthetic bump. <laughs> yeah you you need a shot for that. <laughs> uh, what about the Easter Islands huh? Um, all right, that's crabs. <laughs> uh, all right, so everyone wants to take a break uh except for judo uh and they're like oh let's get in the water and swim He's like uh ah, but I'd rather kind of like get to the argoma and be done with this place. Uh, but he eventually gives in, and everybody's like going to take a swim. Um, and my comment, which is going to be actually addressed later, but at the time it wasn't. And I was like, "Shouldn't all the oceans on Earth be fucked up at this point? And in, in Earth, like all the all the bodies of water should just be toxic and nasty, and like nobody should want to get in, into them." And I'll bring this comment up in an episode or two, I think, when we talk about getting to Europe. Um, but. It's a very interesting thing that they do to actually address this, I thought. Um, But, so, Judo's about to jump in when he sees enemies incoming. Uh, And there was another comment, like, right beforehand that uh, if they got in the water, since it was salt water, it would make them
2: sticky and gross. Yeah, there was some argument about whether or not actually, like, like, Paul didn't believe that it was actually a lake, and there was some, Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I have a question about going to Europe before we move on. If if Africa's the like the, the junk, does that mean Spain is the is the taint?
0: Yeah.
2: France is the bottle, I see. Okay, cool. All right, moving on. Okay. Um
0: that makes that makes England the poo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. so
1: um judo sees that there are some enemies incoming um or at least flashes out in the distance that his new type senses tell him hey these are bad guys um and Rue starts spreading smoke around the the gundam team to kind of try to distract uh the enemies for make it harder for them to hit um but they still get fired on but judo manages to launch and return fire on uh august it's august he's back again um, and he draws August and most of the fighters away from the Gundam team.
0: Um, yeah. and the, there's a part in here where one of August Guidon's subordinates or wingmen is saying, Hey, we should probably call the Mindra for reinforcements before doing something. And in August is thinking, Oh, well, Glemmy's back. No, I need to, I need to return with a souvenir or I'll lose my position. And then the guy that, offered the practical solution is the one that gets shot down
1: yeah so bicha and judo sandwich uh august basically so like judo draws draws him away and then bicha um pursues and they kind of like team up on him um and then judo tells bicha once august starts to flee he tells bicha not to chase him too far away and bicha's like who the fuck are you, Judo? When did you get more rank than me? I'd be as good as you if I were piloting the double Zeta. So um
2: Yeah, this is kind of the start of a real long string of of beach just being extra fucking uppity. I, I don't really know exactly, exactly exactly why, but he's just like it's like the, the,
1: the directors like they like throw a, a dart at a board and they hit a character and they're like we're gonna make you like dislike this one. This,
2: this art. Yeah, I, I don't even think they made me dislike him. It was just like he just suddenly was like, "Well, fuck you, like judo. Why are you so special?" And it's like, "Well, have you not been here the whole time?"
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's what. Without looking at the writing credits, it wouldn't shock me if this is like in Zeta where things are written by different people, and so you had these little threads that would like disappear and then come back based on who the writer was. I don't doubt that that's maybe what's happening here. Whereas someone writes these episodes and they have this idea of who Beach is and he's a pain in the neck. He's always wanting to be the special one. And we kind of his characters kind of moved on from that at this point in the story. But somebody didn't get the memo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. August makes it back
1: to the Sandra and um, Glimmy chastises August for not fighting the Gundam team, essentially to the death. He's like, nah, I'd be dead if I fought him because I would have fought him to the death. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have given up like you did, you pussy." Um but he says he wants to know, but he he says that he knows how to defeat the Gundam team and Glimmy has a trick up his sleeve. Um and he we, we get this scene where he's, you know, Glimmy is taking August back and um basically like I don't know, like trying to win him over, but also like doing like a, like a power, like alpha move.
2: Well, He's like, you need to swear allegiance to me and I'm going to show you this or I'm going to kill you is basically what, what Well, happened.
0: the, the other thing that happens here is that Glemmy surmises that like as him and August are talking on the ship and the normal parts of it or the bridge, wherever they were or in front of his, mo- in front of his mobile suit. My bad. Uh, While they're talking, uh, like kind of figures out that August has been looking around the ship while he was gone. And because August said something about knowing about something Glemmy's done. Yeah. Or he's like looking in that place. It's very, it gets tense and you don't, you you know what he's talking about in the back of your head, but you also don't. And then Glemmy's like, we should go for a walk. Like You weren't supposed to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So Glimmy says he has some,
1: has had some people in cold storage for over a year. um, And he has a new type core and we get a flash and it looks like a naked girl that looks like pull. Um, Glimmy asks August if he can betray Haman for him. So basically like you need to choose your, your allegiance. So the, the famous, uh, the famous uh, um, team America quote Prove your loyalty.
0: That might have happened here after the cut. <laughs> it, I mean, look at these dudes.
2: I mean, and he doesn't he does make a big flamboyant like gesture of getting down on his knees.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's... Oh, man. There's a line in here that if you didn't know Glemmy was a total creeper, just from where they are and what he's already done... <laughs> and how he's already acted earlier august makes this comment he's surprised that he's like oh they're all children and glemmy says well age doesn't matter with new types
2: i 100 percent had a note about that uh it came out like i knew what he meant and it also it just it, it didn't sit well with me yeah Make, it, yeah. make, make a note, we already knew that he was a giant creeper, but this is like, he's officially stepped into full-on supervillain territory here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he basically, so he, August, or Glimmy tells August that, uh, you know, I, if, if you, if you don't swear allegiance to me, I'm not gonna kill you. This naked kid's gonna kill you. Uh, which is creepy. Um, and, of course, August swears and proves his allegiance.
0: And, uh, He doesn't prove
1: it, but.
0: Well, there's a, there's a a couple of important things going on here where August is asking Glemmi, hey, if the argument isn't true enemy, like the Ahug isn't our real enemy, then, then who is? And Glemmi responds with another question. He says, could you betray Haman? And he keeps going to imply that he has. Glemmi implies that he himself has some sort of blood relation to the zombies, which is why Haman would watch over. He uses the term fledgling, watch over a fledgling like him.
1: Yeah. He he makes a comment at one point where he, he's like, "Why? how, why do you think Haman has put me where I'm at, but, you know, knowing the importance of the zombie family. He never, and he never like enumerates on that at all, but
0: yeah, it's, a lot of stuff in between the lines that never I think ever gets explicitly revealed, but you get the impression that it gives is that he is somehow Gearin like more Gearin like than one would assume. Mm-hmm. And uh, August basically bows to him, he says, I, look I just go with the flow and justice belongs to the strong and I ain't messing with this. I'm gonna do whatever you say, fine. Nope. And then, so, and then you have a panning shot with menacing music, you know, panning shot over one of the clones.
1: Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how I, I feel about them continuously, like to referring to the fact that these are child females and then continuing to like, just show
2: naked titties. Yeah. I, I didn't love that.
1: Um, I, I mean, it wasn't gratuitous, but it was definitely like, eh.
2: Um, they, like, they like fogged out the glass except for her nipples like
1: yeah um, so the Argama is being sent to Dublin before they head to Norway uh, we learned that there are Federation leaders who made it out of Dakar before Haman uh, took over the government and Haman herself is aware that the Re- resistance is in Dublin Um. so as uh bright as getting this information from this random guy uh the enemy attacks uh and we start another battle um august we learn that august wants to take out the argama before the gundam team gets there um so my question here was all right so the gundam team <laughs> was fighting august august fled went back to glimmey Chilled out for a little while, resupplied, got his suits back, and got to the Argama before the Gundam team got to the Argama.
0: That is I, what happens. I don't get it. Look, um, there, are, there are points in this where I think there are some implied time skips, and maybe the Gundam team wasn't super duper close it was they were still a couple days out or something we don't really know they don't go into that detail yeah or they just said that doesn't really make sense but roll with it it's the plot yeah there's there's an old i say old i don't know how old it is there's a saying that i heard a comic writer use once that was When you're in deep space and you're on these spaceships and things are this far apart and they can only go this fast, how long does it take one to get from point A to point B? And the answer is however long the plot needs. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So Bright is uh, complaining
1: about Judo and the Gundam team. He's like, why are these guys fooling around? Why aren't they here yet? Um, And then we see why they're not there yet. They're all itchy from uh, swimming in the salt water. Uh, so if this is days later, they've had a bad time. <laughs> um, Judo thinks it, it it's weird that August uh, retreated so quickly from the battle uh, whenever it was. And Rue was sleeping uh, when they asked for a status of the radar. And they're, and she's like, looks around and is like, oh shit, there's smoke out there. There's 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 a battle going on. So, uh back to our Bicha arc of being a douchebag. Bicha jumps into the z- double Zeta uh and says, I will show that, that dastardly judo how to pilot this thing. Uh and then judo runs, he's like, Oh fine, I'll fucking take the mark two, and then L takes the Mark II. Uh, and then Rue takes the Zeta. So uh yeah, Judo's up up shit's creek.
2: Judo's just like, well, what, what, what do I do now?
1: <laughs> so, um, El and Rue uh, in, end up riding together, so El basically jumps on the Zeta. Zeta turns into to ship mode and flies because I guess the the Mark II doesn't have enough energy to fly across the lake.
2: Yeah, Rue was kind of teasing her, saying, you think that thing will make it across the lake? <laughs>
1: um, so, Judo gets in the uh, Mega Rider, uh, from and takes it from Mondo essentially and uh launches. Um, so Beacha takes out some suits in the double Zeta and is super happy about himself. And he actually starts off, you're like, Oh, he's not gonna be terrible. Um, and then August shows up and basically punches him into the lake. Um, and he sinks. And uh, August is like. <laughs> Who needs a new type if, if you're just going to be fighting this douchebag?
2: <laughs> yeah, he also made a note as well. So, like, so uh beacha like, sinks, and then he's like, oh, that's not going to work. The lake's too shallow, like, implying that he thought it was, like, a tactic, but he was just, like, right under the water. <laughs> yeah. Because he just, like, he just sucked.
1: Yeah, beacha is going to be stuck in the water for most of this fight now. Um, So L and Rue make some pretty light work of the enemy, uh, as well as L... El- Pulling the double Zeta out of the lake after a little bit. Um, so yeah, that just shows how bad of a pilot that uh Bicho was. Is like he had the best suit and like the the old second, third generation suits wh- whipped up on the enemy
2: pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, he gets pulled up out of the lake too, and it's kind of like broken now at this point. Yeah. Yep.
1: So um Judo calls the Argaman and, and basically asks Bright to launch the Yakushiki uh, for him, and he's Bright orders the it to be put on a sled and, and launched. And uh, at first they're like, "Why would we do that?" And they're like, "Fuck it, just go along with it." Um, so uh, back to the battle, Bicha is uh, getting kicked around some more, and uh, L is. N- pretty much pinned down as well and kind of like
0: overwhelmed. Um, well, she goes to protect the double Zeta because Beach is like, Oh, no, it won't move. Cause I suck. Yeah. And yeah I
2: And the veneers were not moving or the veneers were broken or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But well, yeah. So while she's having to protect Beach and the double Zeta, the Mark II gets its arm and rifle blown yeah. off. And L at this point cries out to judo, and Beaches is like, I, I'm right here I am right here And then he blows up a treason Yeah Um,
1: so Brew Basically starts flying cover for Judo And the Hyakushiki While Paul takes over And maneuvers the uh The Mega Rider In front of the Hyakushiki Uh, and Judo Jumps in Um
0: I think as, they're just using a Dodai at this point, aren't they?
1: Is, that a, is it a Dodai?
0: I think I think yeah. so. Or Dodai Kai, whatever they're called at this point. <laughs> I think, I, I think you're
1: right. the, the names of these these riders just change, like, every few episodes. So.
0: Sled, yeah. Um, but the Mega Rider's big.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, August knocks Rue into the water, uh, right as Judo's able to get into the Hakushiki, and then they start fighting um, judo very quickly cuts off august's left arm and then like we we see and it, it's a very unceremonious he gets some like crazy like like face explodey animation but judo basically just kills him
2: he didn't try to mash, like cut t- he cut like two slices clean through him he basically made yeah. him into three bits
1: yeah
0: it is a very short fight
1: yep Yep, and then all of the Neo Zeon suits retreat, uh, and this is where after the battle we see the Mark II is fully missing an arm, and L is ripping into Beeja for fucking the battle up and being a shitty pilot. Um,
2: and he's and he's so, claiming that he saved everyone because he launched so quick. He was so, it's like, "Why don't I launched quicker than everyone else?" And the argument would have been destroyed if it weren't for me.
1: So there was like a brief scene where I think he like he's he saved L from getting hit at one point. and they they mentioned this later where like he like they're shy about apolog or thanking each other or something along those lines. So like he wasn't like a complete fuck up, but like if he hadn't fucked up from Spart one, most of this fight would have not been a deal. Um, so going back to glimmy, we see he muses based reminding us from when August said earlier, I follow who's strong. Glimmy muses that people cannot only uh, live only on strength. Um, so Glimmy believes that he cannot defeat Hamon by force alone. And he requests new suits from Kilimanjaro. Uh, we don't know what those are yet, but he does. Um, Bicha gets yelled at for damaging the de- double Zeta. Uh, like Luke mentioned earlier, it did get fucked up. It's not like completely fucked up though. Um, but they do need to do some repairs on. It. I think they said it would take like a day or so. Um, and then L wanted to apologize to Beacha for saving her, but they're both of them are too shy to to be adults. And then uh, finally, Beacha's like, "Yeah, the double Zeta is uh, is is meant for judo." It's and then he like insults him. He's like, "Yeah, only judo can fly fly in something that's fucking janky like that."
0: Made of four planes at the same time.
1: (laughs) And then pull announces that everybody can take showers together.
2: So they go off for one big group shower.
1: Yeah. They go off to one big group shower. And then we see ominous glimmy being creepy standing
2: over pull two. Yeah. um, Ominous panning shot of pull two. I did have a note that Rue pops out of her mobile suit at one point, like right at the end of the battle. And she's wearing her, like, usual Rue outfit, but she doesn't have the jacket on, and she doesn't have her pants on. You know, I, I noted this because she's in a... It turns out that that shirt was actually, like, a Care Bear onesie. <laughs> it's
0: like a like leotard. A,
2: yeah, it's like a leotard. She looks like, like, like no shit, looks like a Care Bear. It's hilarious.
1: Yep, yep. Rue is, like, meant to be a serious character, but definitely doesn't look like one.
2: It was like they wrote her really seriously and they storyboarded her really seriously and then the color artist was just like, nope! Well, it's like they they designed her character to
1: be like a machine but wanted her to have like
2: the
0: Ziggy Stardust vibes at the same time. Someone remembered she's a teenager. (laughs) Fair point. I did forget that. A professional soldier teenager. Look, they... Age doesn't matter with new types. It's true. It's true. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, you know, apparently age doesn't matter in Tennessee now either. So have fun, guys. <laughs> um,
0: all right. You guys got anything else? Hey, the Africa arc. This is basically the end of it. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. We've been here a little bit, and we have... Not really traversed the continent. We have moved very slowly. Yeah, we uh, started off in Western Africa in Dakar,
1: and basically made our way northeast. Mm-hmm. I think the Arguma went north and then east, but like the Gundam team just went like basically straight northeast.
0: Yeah, they've been here about a month. It's been about a month since the Earth Drop, which it, I, that kind of tracks with all the things that happened. I can buy that amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, this, this arc
1: was... How long was it? it was, it's been a handful of episodes. We probably had like yeah, eight or nine. When, nine. when
0: did that start? This was 32, and... No,
1: this was 33.
0: No. No? No, this was episode 32. Oh, you're
1: right, you're right, you're right. This is 32.
0: Yeah, and... Let's see here. 29 was the desert. So we're still there. All the yeah, both the Lena things were Dakar. So that takes us to 27. This is good listening. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Um, Here we go. Um, 20. No, 24. We were on the coast. Yeah. So it really from 24 because 23 is when they arrived to Earth. So 24 to 32. You could kind of count 23.
1: Yeah. Part. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: About nine or ten episodes.
1: Yeah, and uh, then there's only 16 episodes left. Or no, uh, 14 episodes left. So episode 47 is the last one. We're getting close. We're getting close, boys. All right. Anything else? Not All right. I'm good. We will see you in two weeks for episodes 33 and 34. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at NewTypeFlashPod and wherever else you may find our content. Thanks for listening and see you in two weeks.